0: MRA News. I'm Bob Levicki. As overnight temperatures plunged into the teens, more than 90,000 residents are without electric power across central Virginia. After Monday's winter storm, the State Department of Health says if you've got a mild case of COVID-19, don't go to the emergency room. They are overwhelmed. And now that tobacco is no longer an important part of Virginia's economy, how should retailers tax it? This is the WMRA Daily for Tuesday, January 4th. Statewide, more than 281,000 electricity customers are still without power this morning, a result of yesterday's winter storm that brought wet snow, heavy winds, and toppled trees. Central Virginia was hardest hit as of early this morning. More than 4,000 customers in Charlottesville and nearly 30,000 in Albemarle County are without power. Across the Piedmont region, more than 90,000 customers are without power. Crews from Dominion, Appalachian Power, and other providers are working to restore service. The Virginia Department of Health is closing all community vaccination centers statewide on Tuesday. Due to uh, yesterday's storm and bitterly cold temperatures, VDH will decide uh, Tuesday afternoon whether to open sites on Wednesday. Those with COVID-19 vaccination appointments should reschedule as soon as possible. While walk ins are welcome at community va- vaccination centers, appointments are strongly encouraged. To sign up to get the shot or a booster, go to vaccinate.virginia.gov or call 877 VAXNVA. Meanwhile, VDH says don't go to the hospital emergency room if you have or suspect you have a mild case of COVID 19 or some other non serious illness. That's because hospital emergency departments are currently overwhelmed. VDH says most individuals who contract COVID-19 can effectively recover from their illness at home, especially if they're vaccinated or by seeking primary care treatment or advice from their primary care provider. Starting this week, Virginia residents, including children who are undocumented, can apply for state-issued I.D. Delegate Elizabeth Guzman proposed the bill during the 2021 legislative session. This was a privilege that residents of Virginia had prior to 2003. So what we're doing is just bringing back, you know, a law that was existence in the past that was removed from this community. The new law builds on legislation that went into effect last year permitting non-U.S. citizens in the state to obtain a driver privilege card. Both credentials require applicants to provide a passport or birth certificate to the Department of Motor Vehicles, as well as proof that they live in Virginia and pay taxes. Virginia Attorney General Mark Herring and two other Democratic attorneys general want to revive a lawsuit that would force the federal government to recognize Virginia's 2020 vote to ratify the Equal Rights Amendment and add it to the Constitution. Virginia Attorney General Mark Herring Nevada Attorney General Aaron Ford and Illinois Attorney General Kwame Raoul argue in court papers that a district court's dismissal of the case must be reversed to vindicate their state's rights to ratify constitutional amendments. The attorneys general initially brought the lawsuit in January 2020, days after Virginia's legislature voted to make the Commonwealth the critical 38th state to ratify, the ERA. Congress enacted a ratification deadline for the ERA that expired decades ago. A prominent Virginia lawyer is joining incoming Governor Glenn Youngkin's administration as an advisor. Richard Cullen is leaving McGuire Woods to join the new administration, according to the Richmond Times-Dispatch. It'll be the third time that Cullen has left the firm since starting there in 1977. Cullen previously left to serve as U.S. attorney for the Eastern District of Virginia in 1991 and again to serve as Virginia's attorney general in 1997, Cullen previously helped pass the one handgun a month law with former Governor Doug Wilder. He was also one of the lawyers who investigated a racist picture in Governor Ralph Northam's yearbook at Eastern Virginia Medical School. Tobacco it was once the centerpiece of Virginia's economy. Now that fewer cigarettes are sold, lawmakers are trying to figure out how retailers should handle taxing tobacco. Virginia Public Radio's Michael Pope reports.
1: Cigarette smokers are often the target of tax increases. Every year, cities and counties across Virginia are increasing their local taxes on cigarettes. Republican Senator Frank Ruff of Mecklenburg County says the inelastic demand allows city councils and boards of supervisors to constantly see a new source of revenue.
0: That's an easy target. The fewer people smoking cigarettes there's less resistance to raising taxes, so you can keep raising taxes
1: until the last person smoking pays a billion dollars a pack. (laughs) The tax isn't a billion dollars a pack, of course, but every time a local government changes the local tax, retailers have to get new stamps for each and every cigarette pack, an effort to prevent black market sales. Roth says retailers should be able to pay the new higher tax without having to get new stamps on all their existing inventory, at least for the first year. Jody Roth at the Retail Federation says it's a way to simplify things for businesses that are struggling.
0: In a time where... They are all hurting for workers, and this is a very cumbersome process for them.
1: So it just kind of gives them more time and simplifies the process. Now, Ruff says smokers would still be hit with the higher taxes if his bill passes. But retailers wouldn't be hit with a headache of getting new stamps for all the cigarette packs they already have sitting on their shelves. Uh, Michael Pope.
0: And finally today... 2022 is starting with a lot of highs, high prices for lots of goods, and high values for many stocks. Will those trends last? Robin Farzad, host of the Full Disclosure podcast, and Virginia Public Radio's
2: Craig Wright, talk about what may be coming in the year ahead. The end of a year is regularly a time of review, but what about looking forward? Now, folks tend to like to draw a mental line separating the years, but business and economic factors don't always necessarily pay attention to a calendar. Robin, let's first of all talk about the dreaded I-word, inflation.
3: Inflation with a capital I, that's right. We haven't had that spirit here since 1982, you know, to paraphrase the Eagles. Um, (laughs) Coming out of the pandemic, I think the worst of the pandemic, consumers were generally walloped by higher prices, energy prices, food prices, apparel prices, used car prices, and that's a concern for the Federal Reserve, because you have to kill the entire economy just to snuff out inflation. It is is brutally
2: hard to engineer. One of the other places that people are, Feeling the pinch of inflation is at the gas pumps. How much will the current oil situation uh, advance or hinder the necessary global shift to renewables, do you think?
3: What's interesting is they used to be so correlated. I mean, thinking back to 2008 when oil prices hit $140 a barrel, they said that that was great for green technology and everything. The more expensive this stuff would get, the more it would facilitate the shift to more costly renewables and the like. What is great news is over the past decade or so, you've seen uh, renewables just take off on their own trajectory. And it's not about price sensitivity at the pump. I mean, Elon Musk and Tesla are not out there banging the table on mm-hmm. gas prices. They're trying to sell you a superior car, a mm-hmm. faster car with fewer parts that you could just plug in. So I find that it's interesting that this used to make the case for a faster shift to renewables. And now it's kind of more of a sideshow, however painful it is at the pump.
2: The markets rolled on with the most sustained gains since the late 90s. Robin, can this go on? I wish I knew. I know that
3: I have this uncomfortable feeling uh, of, of weightlessness whenever everything can be uh, taken public in the stock market, whenever you have a situation unprecedented like this where we have four or five companies worth north of a trillion dollars and stock market valuations and are, are, are so high and rich to the likes that we haven't seen since 1999 and 2000, you know what happened after that. And of course, look, Alan Greenspan cited irrational exuberance famously in at the end of 1996. And it took four years for that prophecy to come to fruition. So we never know when something like this can end. But sometimes it pays to be more conservative when everybody left and right is talking about crypto and Tesla and risk at cocktail parties back when we were having cocktail
2: parties, Craig. (laughs) (laughs) We may not be having cocktail parties, but we do still have to get to the grocery store where people are still finding lots of empty shelves. Have we learned anything during COVID about the supply chain? Uh, I think that companies are rethinking uh,
3: methods that were kind of tried and true business school, you know, be very super lean, don't keep any inventory. Now suddenly inventory and warehouses and uh, uh, extra margin for error and room for safety is all the rage. And um, you can't be caught like like I think these toilet paper manufacturers mm-hmm. were for most of 2020. But even the used car market right now, you're seeing uh, many used car prices uh, soar ahead of what these cars were selling for new. Uh, and did we know that the car manufacturers were that susceptible to chip technology exported from Taiwan? I think there's a big rethink about um, – Husbanding inventory and keeping more than enough inventory to guard against shocks like the one we are feeling right now.
2: It should be a most interesting year. We've been speaking with Robin Farzad. He is, of course, the host of Public Radio's podcast, Full Disclosure, an author and regular contributor to NPR, MSNBC, and C SPAN. I'm Craig Wright. Robin will look forward to talking with you again next week. Thank you, Craig. For WMRA News, I'm Bob Levakey. Thanks for listening.
0: Stay safely connected, and I hope you enjoy your Tuesday.